Good afternoon or good, yeah, it's almost evening time here. Um, I really don't know what qualifies evening, but <laughs> for me, you know. So good afternoon. This is Speak Life Radio. I'll go tell my brethren ministry with your sister in Christ, Carlene Renee, a servant and daughter of the Most High God, Lord and King. I want to say good afternoon to everyone. Praying everyone is doing well, beloved. Praying all is well. So I am welcoming everyone. Today is October 22nd, 2021. So yes, okay. No, we ain't. We're not doing that. I don't have a bottle of water over here. Okay, this is a needed word. Okay. So I'm lifting up my whole household. I'm lifting up your whole household. I pray we're in agreement with that. And I am lifting up the kingdom family worldwide, the beloved of God, sending out love to, to the kingdom family worldwide. I am lifting up the martyr saints, persecuted saints, those shutting down, those in despair, those taken by men stealers, those that may be feeling weak, weary, and worn and, and withered. And those that are maybe mourning right now, I'm lifting you up. I'm lifting up your families in the name of Jesus. And I'm lifting up children worldwide. I'm lifting up children worldwide because children really need it in this uh, day and time, this generation. And I am lifting up the grateful. I am lifting up those that praise the Lord and worship the Lord and serve him with joy and gladness in all their heart, soul, mind, and might. I am lifting up each person in their perspective place. So good evening. Good evening to you. Good evening. So what I came to talk about is more faith in the trouble. More faith in the trouble. So I've gotten this word several times, uh, even within the last month. Okay, I've, I've cried over this word, seeing myself in it and different angles, but the Lord sent me this word again today. So I knew there was something that in this word that he's trying to truly tell me that I have not fully grasped fully, not even yet. And I don't, I don't think I ever will until, because we see dimly in the glass, we only see in part. So I pray this part today, I'm getting it. So more faith in the trouble. So I am in John 5, okay? And I don't have my magnifying glass, but I'm going to be all right, right? So in John 5, verse 1, now this is about the man by the pool of Bethesda, okay? So after this, so when I got there, I said, okay, after this, after this. So I had to go back to John 4. So John 4 is talking about um, a nobleman um, in verse 49. The nobleman said unto him, sir, come down er, or before my child die. Jesus says unto him, go your way. Your son lives. Okay, so if you go back to uh, verse 43, it starts around there, okay? Um, he goes into it. And then I think the nobleman actually shows up in verse, I think about verse 46 or so. 
but I'm not going back that far because the word I came to deliver is in the next chapter. But he said, go your way. Your son lives. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him. And he went his way. Okay. So that is vital. The man believed. The man believed. The man believed. Um, so if you go back to 43, it says, now after two days, he, Jesus, the word of God departed thence or from there and went into Galilee. For Jesus, the word himself testified that a prophet had no honor in his own country. Mm -hmm. The other one says his own country, his own kin, and around his own country, his own kin in somewhere else. Um, then when he was come into Galilee, the Galileans received him. So the Galileans is receiving him and go further down the nobleman. Now the Galileans can actually represent some of the world too. So the Galileans received him. Now, not his own country, because if you would have went back, you would have read about that. Okay. So it says... Having seen all the things that he did, having seen all the things that he did, Lord, I'm glad. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I acknowledge you in this speak life. I give you full authority. I give you full reign. I give you full access. I give you full permission to consume me totally, consume my heart. So I only speak with us, says the Lord, what you have for us this day in the name of Jesus. And I thank you so much for your visitation. I thank you so much for your word. I thank you so much for this assignment, Lord. Bind up everything in the atmosphere that is contrary to your word going forth on both sides of this camera, Lord God. Bind up everything that the enemy may be plotting and planning and devising to do is already null and void. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, let me cruci crucify this flesh in me so I decrease to totally nothing. And it's only you as Lord and King and master of my life and of the world in Jesus name. Okay. So, um, yeah, so that's something. Okay. So it says, then when he, Jesus was come into Galilee, the Galileans received him, having seen all the things that he did at Jerusalem at the feast, for they also went into the feast. So that tells you they're not a part of Jerusalem, okay? Uh, which is the whole tribe, the whole Jerusalem is 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 um, is because we're we're looking for the New Jerusalem. The New Jerusalem comes in in Revelation twenty one. So we're headed towards the New Jerusalem. So the Galileans let you know they're not a part of that. Okay, so it says. Um, seeing what he did at Jerusalem at the feast, for they also went into the feast. And so it says, Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee, where he made the water into wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. Okay, so, and then it goes on, I'm going down. So Jesus says in verse 50 of John 4, um, go your way go your way okay your son lives and the man believed the word that jesus has spoken unto him and he went his way okay um and as he was now as jesus was now 
now, right now going down. No, the man, sorry. And as he was now going down, his servant, his servant met him and told him saying, your son lives. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in the which Jesus said unto him, thy son lives. And himself, the noble, himself believed in his whole house. Himself believed in his whole house. And remember the Galileans also believed because of what they had already seen Jesus do. Okay. So this is again, the second miracle that Jesus did when he was come out of Judea into Galilee. When he was come out of Judea into Galilee. So in, in verse um, chapter five, after this, there was a feast of the Jews. Now, this is the Jews. This is uh, God's chosen people, the Jews, okay? This is the ones that know, that know about the Christ, okay? It says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Galilee. So, okay, wait, let me go further. Now, this, now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market, a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue, Bethesda, having five porches. Thank you, Lord, because I'm just, I'm really paying attention. Um, and there lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water for an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped um, after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had yeah okay and a certain man was there which had an infirmity 30 in eight years when saw G when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been there now a long time in that case he said unto him will thy be made whole the impotent man answered sir answer him sir I have no man I have no man I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. I have no man when the water's troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus says unto him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, it is the Sabbath day. It is not lawful for you to carry your bed. He answered them, he that made me whole, the same said unto me, take up your bed and walk. Then asked they him, what man is that which said unto you, take up your bed and walk? 
And he that was healed knew not who it was, for Jesus had conveyed himself away, um, a multitude being in the place. So Jesus is in Jerusalem, okay? In Galilee, they recognize who he is. They come to Jesus, believing him, believing on him because of what they've seen. Now, if you if you go back, if you go to John, because I'm in the book of John, John 5, you go back to John 1, he has already testified of Jesus Christ. He has already testified of, of Jesus Christ. He's testified of Jesus Christ. And matter of fact, let me see if this is what, if it says it here. Uh, yeah, he had already testified in Jerusalem of Jesus Christ. Verse five says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. If you go into different chapters, you'll see where it says who came out to him. It was uh, Jerusalem. It was Samaria. It was Judea. All these people came out to John and yet by the pool in Jerusalem, the man didn't know who Jesus was. Not only that, at in, in verse one, in this were in this there was a feast of the Jews. So the Jews is supposed to be celebrating God, right? They're celebrating God. Okay, church folk, we celebrating God, right? Because we're part of Israel, right? We're part of the tribes. We come out of the tribe of Judah. So we're celebrating God. About to have a feast or uh, a Sabbath day celebration. We're going to church. We're going to feast off of the word of God. And yet we don't know him. He comes and we don't even know he's not there. Because it says after, after this was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went. So he wasn't there. He went there. So all this time... Who they celebrating if God is not even in the place? All this time, you know, one thing amazing, and, and I got to be careful when I say this. I really have to be careful when I say this because me and the Lord, the Lord is dealing with me about some things. It, one thing that has amazed me, we can be in a high service. We can be in a service uh, and you can tell it's going high. But sometimes the pastor has to announce that Jesus is in the building. And that's when some people get excited. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I'm thinking how they didn't know. That's what I'm thinking. I, I mean, I know I could be wrong, but I'm thinking if all the celebration going on in the church and it's supposed to be concerning Jesus Christ and, you know, and we're all in different places, but if all this high celebration is going on and somebody has to announce, yeah, Jesus is here. Do you feel him? You know, cause I went to, I went to a church before God had me visiting different churches cause he was trying to teach me. And one church I went in, it was, you know, crickets you know it was it was just dry 
and dead. Okay. Um, historical church, it was just dry and dead. And you know, the pastor started saying, Can you feel them? And I'm thinking, I'm not gonna lie, you church. So I'm just gonna sit here and I'm not gonna say anything. Because one, I'm a visitor, I'm just you know, visiting. But um, not too many people said anything because he kept saying it. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to lie in church. <laughs> just, and I'm not going to lie about God being present or not. And the thing is, we get too used to doing church. And this is why some of us are going to miss the bus. Because we have to really be after God's own heart. Um we need to, I mean, we have got to stop playing. Like, we just got to stop playing because people are leaving the body here. And sometimes you wonder, you know, did they, was they right with, with Jesus? Was it well with their soul? And we can play all day. We can quote scripture all day. We can do that. But by and by, okay, we all got to face Jesus. Every knee going to bow and every tongue going to confess to God, the Father himself. God knows who's his. God knows who's in, the, in, in his word. God knows who's seeking him. Who do thou seek? Who seeks thou? You know, and even the angels know because that's how you get Mary Magdalene and, and, and the others. And Matthew 28, when the, when the angel said, I fear not you. Because I know you seek Jesus. So, I mean, it's like we get caught in this little bubble on earth. And earth is not even a closed bubble. It's not a closed bubble. If people could go out in space and keep ripping the atmosphere, it's, you know, it's just. So God tells us there's a great cloud of witnesses in Hebrews. Jude warns us about things, Peter, you know, different, Paul, you know, to get ourselves right. When we are, the the best relationship we can focus on is the one with God our Father, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is the best relationship we can focus on because the other ones we're not going to even remember. Okay? So, the one relationship we will remember throughout eternity is the one with God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because either way we go, we're going to know where our relationship was with God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The only way we can get into eternity is through Jesus. And the only way we get to Jesus is through God the Father. So if we're not in eternity with Jesus, then we're in utter darkness. We're in the pit with wailing, and we're in hell with a wailing and a gnashing of teeth. We're still going to know where our relationship was with God the Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because we would be permanently separated because we were not willing to build the relationship on this side of Jordan. We ignored Noah building the ark. We ignored Noah building the ark and only eight people got into the ark. Noah and his three sons, his three daughter-in-laws, and his wife. No cousin, 
no mama, no daddy, no auntie, no uncle, no neighbor, no best friend. No what? His three sons, his three daughter-in-laws to his three sons to help reproduce and his wife. The cat might have had a better chance because there was more animals than there were humans. And Noah, the word says in Hebrews, he was a preacher. So he was preaching the word. Building the ark as a witness of his faith and preaching the word. And nobody listened. Nobody heard. Eight people got in the ark. And we're in a day and time where people are falling off. Okay? Like, I'm like, Lord, don't let this be uh, the left behind part because you, hey, you forget somebody right here. The thing is, we have to do the, it's like you could tell a person a million times, don't put your hand on the stove. My mother told me that more than one time. And I wanted to see when it turned light, was it still hot? And probably like a second degree burn or something on my finger. But after that, you ain't have to tell me no more. But you shouldn't have to, I shouldn't have had to go through that because I was already told. So we can be in the presence of the Lord and not know it. The thing is, we believe in the trouble. Why? This man was by this pool. And he probably wasn't the only one for so many years. But this certain man was there, which had an infirmity. 30 in eight years. Now, if you go back up to verse three, it says, I mean, verse two, now there is at Jerusalem. So at Jerusalem, by the sheep market, a pool. So the sheep market can also be like a symbol of the church. So you're right next to the church, okay? Laying here or coming back here, whatever you're doing, for 30 and eight years and the building is right here. So, and then Jesus had to go up to it. So he, he wasn't there either. So it's like Jesus done healed multitudes. He then did the miracle at Cana. He didn't talk to the Samaritan woman, the one we like to call the woman by the well. Uh, he didn't talk to Nicodemus, you must be born again. Um, he, yeah, he then told us in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He then picked his disciples. They then gone walking and all kinds of stuff. And yet you get to verse, you get to chapter five and the people in Jerusalem, there's somebody there for all this time and they don't know who Jesus is. I'm just... I don't know the parallel of John and Matthew and Luke and Mark, but uh, John has already declared who Jesus is. Then picked him up. There he is, the lamb that came to take away. And there's still people today saying, Jesus is the way, Jesus is the way, Jesus is the way. Jesus, read your word. Uh, if there ain't nothing else, if a person, anybody ever listen to speak like, the one thing most people know about me is I'm a word person. I'm a word type of gal. I, I just love the word of God. So 
if I haven't come to proclaim anything, I'm going to, I am going to proclaim, read your word, get into the scripture. Jesus is Lord. God, the father is the father of all. He's great. You got to get to know him. And you're laying by the pool of Bethesda and you still don't know Jesus. When you are even blind men understood. It doesn't say this man was blind. He has infirmity. We don't know what that is. But one of it has to be unbelief. Because it says he with an infirmity. He's been lying there. He's been lying there. He's been, he's been, he's impotent. So impotent. I know I, um, this word came forth about a couple of weeks ago, but impotent here. Let's see in the Bible dictionary, um, if I can just get to it. My books are well loved. Um, impotent is impossible, feeble, strengthless, and weak. It's it's impotent, impossible, weak, feeble, strengthless. You're not going to have strength if you don't have Jesus. It's because God is our strength. That's throughout. If you don't read nothing but the psalm, you know the Lord is our strength. If you don't read nothing else but the book of Psalms, the Lord is our strength. So if you're strengthless, it's because you don't have the Lord or you don't believe him. You're not accepting. You're not in agreement that he is your strength because you wouldn't be impotent. It's the same as being barren as a woman. It's the lack of the word. It's a lack of the presence of the Lord. When you see the word withered, because it says impotent folk, weak folk, faint, strengthless, because there's no Jesus. Blind, they cannot see spiritually either. They're blind, they can't see. Halt, they're limping. What's going on? Withered. Jesus said, he that does not abide in me. He that does not abide in me. That's what he says in John 15. And I'm going to close with this. It says, um, it says in verse 4, John 15, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. Um, no more can you except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. You won't have no strength. You can do nothing. Without Jesus, without the word of God, without the Lord, you can do nothing. Okay? If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. So when you see withered folk, it's because they're not abiding in Jesus. How you feeling? How you feeling? Are you feeling strengthless and weak 
and faint and blind and halt, impotent, waiting for the water to move. Or are you watching the are you watching the living water walk right past you and you don't even know who he is? Cry out to Jesus. Or are you the one pointing the way? This is the way, walking in it. Are you the one saying, come to Jesus? There is a man that told me all that I ever done. Come meet him. Is not this the Messiah? I send the word of God to the people of God, to the ears of God, to the hearts of men. Y'all have the most awesome, blessed, and productive in Christ weekend as possible. In Jesus' name, peace.